0: Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of Outside the Box. This is episode number two. This is a podcast where we talk about things that matter less, like cutting-edge conspiracy theories and international and domestic politics. Uh, my name's Andrew. Uh, I'm just a regular kid from Salt Lake City, Utah, and today I have Eric, Spencer, and Dax with me. How's everybody's week going? It's going good. Everybody, oh, it's going great. Say hello. Yeah, amazing. Good? Dax is having a really good week so far. It's Monday. Great.
1: Yep, it's great. I hate Good. Mondays.
0: Anybody have any funny stories to share from the
2: weekend? Well, uh, Spencer and I went to Denver, Colorado to go visit uh, well, not to visit anyone, but to go <laughs> see Kendrick Lamar live concert. I wish that we were visiting How was it? Lamar? Lamar? So dope. So dope.
0: Oh my God. It was pretty wild. There was this I, uh,
2: drunk girl who fell on her face on the floor outside the venue. Dude, that's awesome. Oh yeah. That. Kind
3: of interesting. I forgot. I, I saw that. Yeah. And, and then also, there's like this 13 year old girl sitting in front of us who's trying to twerk the entire time. she's like, please stop. Oh, oh yeah.
2: And she gross. was also like maybe 100 pounds, which I'm not skinny shaming, but. Yeah. She, girl, basically, what we're court. saying. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Jax, so, what did you do? But this it, was, um, it was a 10 out of 10 concert.
1: I hung out with someone yesterday. I uh, had a really good time. Went hiking. It was really fun. We spent like 15 hours hanging out. It was.
2: Crazy. Dang, dude. Yeah, it was really fun. Just uh, looking at your legs, Dax, and I can see that you went hiking.
1: Yeah, I got sunburned pretty bad. My legs were in the sun a lot, and we were on this rock up pretty high. It, it, like was, it was actually really fun. Looks like you were <laughs> wearing long socks. Yeah, I
0: was, actually. <laughs> that uh, sock line. Right on. Gets all the curls oh, gone. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Daddy, please. So, last week, I really liked the uh, the hypothetical section where we you know, discussed a couple of questions like uh, would we rather be uglier? or less intelligent. I think those were really fun. You know, this is a question that I think is really interesting. I think, let's say that you had the potential to receive a million dollars every, is it every month or every year? Every month. Every month. Every month. Yeah. But within that month, for a random 24-hour period within that month, you are forced to go into hiding because you're the most wanted person in the world. Literally everybody is looking after you, like every government I mean, like, every police force, military. Is the Illuminati after us? Uh, for the purpose of this question, why not? So, first, I guess, like, first question is would you do it? We can just go down line.
2: Would I have the million dollars the first month? You would not. Okay. So, the, the say, first month say, is really tough.
1: Let's say you get it after those 24 hours you survive. Will I get
2: notified beforehand? Okay. Let's go with, like, three hours warning. So, I'm given three hours warning. Yes. To disappear for yes. 24. I'd do it. Easy mode.
3: Same here. Would you? Yep. Absolutely. Three hours? Like, that's plenty of time. Like, seriously, like, all you do is just like, all right.
2: Mm-hmm. And you
3: just go walk off in the mountain somewhere. Okay. Nobody has any idea. Yeah. I would, I would
2: uh, do the same.
1: Um, I think it'd be too much anxiety and I wouldn't be able to think straight mm-hmm. because I have the whole world after me. I would say no. It's just too much on me. I, I, I don't think I could handle that. I'd I have go. another question. I'd go for
2: it. Yeah. How, like, does the FBI, CIA have unlimited amount of resources in order to find me, or is it the resources and budgetary disc- discrepancies that they have right now?
0: Let, let's go with, like, the resources and budgetary discrepancies, at least for, like, the first few months. We can decide to, to kind of ramp up the difficulty as you get more money. So let's say, like, it's literally like if you were the FBI's most wanted
2: person. <laughs> FBI's most I mean, that, that's, like, pretty easy mode, I think. <laughs> I mean, what's his name? Osama bin Laden was in the FBI's Most Wanted for, like, five years. Dude, he was Why like hiding mean-
0: in a compound in Pakistan. Like Easy in mode. <laughs>
2: it's basically what he did. Under it's your conditions, he, he would have over $100 million. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. So, so, if, so if he can do it, I can.
0: <laughs> so that settles the first question. Eric and Spencer say yes. Dax says no. It's not worth the money. Not worth the stress, which I think is really interesting. I think I'd do it. Money talks.
2: Money does talk. So I guess this begs the question, how would you do it? Spencer says that he would just walk into the woods and disappear.
0: Yeah, like,
3: who the fuck is going to find me? Like, in my, like, because, like, I know the mountains very, very well. But it's, they know you're in here. Okay, mm-hmm. but I don't care. Search
1: parties. <laughs> you don't care, but the FBI does. Search parties like no other, bro. You're, I mean, you're like, they, they're think, just about, think about how
3: long it has taken to find people mm-hmm. who, like, they know their general area of, like, where they're at, even. Mm-hmm. But they don't like, have the resources takes...
2: of the FBI or the CIA at Americans most wanted.
3: We I mean, it,
0: it could be something as stupid as like a backpacker just happens to see you and call the cops. Yeah, but, but also, like, but like, would that backpacker know? Yeah,
2: I guess if they did, like, an FBI Amber most alert, wanted.
0: Yeah, but they mean like an honestly, Amber honestly like alert thing, I couldn't
2: tell you who the fuck is on
3: FBI's most wanted lit- list. Okay, yeah. but, yeah, but what if, I think
2: there would be like an Amber Alert of sorts. Yeah, like what if there was an Amber Alert specifically for F- for the FBI or CIA? They can mm-hmm. easily do that. Just be like, there's a there's a you know five foot something white. Blue-eyed, blonde slash brunette male that is <laughs> Dude, in this general city. Sight, yeah. <laughs> this general in city I mean, in Utah.
3: Regardless, like think about like e- like high-profile suspects recently. Uh, I mean, like in recent years, and like think about yeah. how long it's taken to find them in some cases. Yeah. Like even when they know exactly who they are, and like like the, Osama bin Laden. Yeah, in the United States, even like and look at how long it's taken mm-hmm. them to catch them or find them. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like my chances. Would be pretty damn good.
1: Was it El Chapo that got out of prison? Or like escaped? Yes. Yeah. It was. It was.
3: Um, Dude, he was straight baller. Yeah, Actually, yes, like this weekend, nuts.
0: there were 15 or so prisoners in Alabama that all escaped. Yeah, there's one that's yeah. still... Uh, one still at large. Too. See, exactly.
2: So I think that to combat Spencer's argument about it being too easy, what if you're the most wanted man for a week, every month? Would you still do it? Assuming that I had more time to prepare, obviously. Let's say you have a <clears> day. <throat> you have a, a day, day to prepare. prepare.
3: Oh yeah, no, that's plenty of time. Plenty of time. <laughs> I know all sort yeah, like I know plenty of places I
2: could go. To see you like getting gas for your car, like driving away yeah. somewhere, etc. Okay, I'm not et gonna be
3: using I'm not gonna be using my car though. Like if, if I
2: give if they give me a day to prepare, like first thing I'm doing is
3: I'm going directly to an ATM. And with trying as much money as I possibly can. Yeah. So for me, that would be
2: two cents. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just kidding. I'm a high baller. So, two dollars.
1: <laughs> so what happens if you get caught though? What's the reward? you go to prison for life. What's the What's the reward for that person who caught you though?
2: Oh shit. That, that That's a good question. Be, honestly, That'll... because if Spencer did it and the reward was half a million dollars, if it was twenty dollars, I would turn Spencer in. <laughs> I can actually yeah, go, I go, go and look an at fight.
0: what the reward for FBI most wanted is right now. Ooh. Like, like, literally, literally all yeah. Literally all
3: I do is I. Leave my cell phone.
2: That's a good move. I didn't even
3: think about yep. that. No, you leave your cell phone somewhere. Withdraw all the money you possibly can from your bank account, and you don't even use your car.
2: Take a bus, Greyhound, yep. something like that. And then you put a a mask on. You know, like those. No, no I was thinking like screen mask. <laughs> yeah, you put on like, some makeup so you look older.
0: I, I think even better. Right. Like you don't. Y- you create like a diversion. Like I think we talked about at one point how we like, buy a plane ticket on our name. Oh, yeah,
2: I said that. Yes, yeah, that. uh, uh, that's, that's actually I, good I thought
0: that, that was really interesting. Uh, you know, do you set up a decoy? Obviously. Always have, like, some sort of contingency there. Or, no, what, here's what I would do, actually. I would buy a few different bus tickets because bus, bus
3: tickets are cheaper than plane tickets, you yeah. know? And then it's harder for them to mm-hmm. verify, like, whether or not you're actually on that bus or not. Because, yeah. like, if you buy a plane ticket somewhere, it's not going to take them that long to check in with the airline and be like, all right, hey, did this person check in? Did this person actually get on the flight? You oh, know? true. Whereas with bus, with bus, like the the communication is
2: it's a lot more greatly reduced. Yeah, point. That's, that's a really great. good point. That's a good. That's a good strategy. I think you. I think you'd beat me out, Spencer. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you. So Andrew, did you find the numbers for FBI's most wanted? You no, know, it's
0: loading right now. So I guess while that's happening, uh, let's ask the question of like, what's your breaking point? What? When do you say no? <clears throat> I don't. You don't.
2: I would probably say no if the the price overall mm-hmm. decreased. I would say about two hundred thousand dollars. I
3: I think it would just be fun. <laughs> you think it would just be fun? Okay. Life Sounds in prison. That's the, I wouldn't go to
2: prison. That's the opportunity. I would get caught. You would get caught. I am so get... sure. Rest get... of your life. That means that twenty four hour periods. The rest of your life. You know, I can do the math, but I'm too lazy. That's like a, literally three years. That's three years of your life on the run from the FBI. I just did the math in my head. You're so smart. Give or take a few
0: years. <laughs> I mean, it looks like the rewards for information leading to to their arrest, it's up to ten million dollars. it depends. It's a lot yeah. of money. I mean, this could be like a viable I, business strategy. I'd write. <laughs> I'd write any of you off. You just struck upon like every bounty hunter's yeah. business. Strategy. I mean, like they're mostly just people who are like connected with ISIS, which is really funny because Russia said they killed isis as a leader like four months ago but they haven't been able to confirm it which is really interesting
3: no they confirmed that like did they
0: like recently yeah no recently okay so very interesting
2: i have a question okay would you rather forget who you were as a person or who everyone else around you was so like it's like some men in black type shit oh, where okay. they come in with a mind eraser and they erase your mind, you either forget who you are completely as a person, you still have your basic language skills, you still have blah, 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 but you don't have a personality or anything, you have no idea who you are, or would you rather forget every single important person or non, like non-important person around you?
3: I would rather forget who I am. Easier to rebuild my life from that than having to get to know everybody that I've already spent years getting to know, right? Hmm. Because, like, even if I forget who I am, like, if I if I still know other people... Although, I feel like if you forgot who you were, you would forget those friendships as well, because, like, you know... Because they power, are who yeah. you are. But, I mean, like, I guess if you're just, like... If you're just limiting it, your sense of identity of who you are, yeah, I'd, ra- I'd much rather forget who I am. How about you, Daxton?
1: That one's a hard one, because if I'm going to forget about myself, then I'm going to find a new person to be, right? So... I'm going to be seeing, like, all the media, like, YouTube videos and all this and seeing how those people will act and everything. And then I'll start, like, getting into something I probably wouldn't want to get in. It'll just be toxic. But then on the other hand, you are losing all these years with all these. I mean, can you gain those years back Hmm. being friends with them all over again or losing all the years you had before? That's a good point. I I wouldn't
2: be able to tell you, because...
1: I'm kind of in the middle of it, but I think I would forget everyone around me.
2: How about you, Andrew? Well, when
0: you think about, like, forgetting who you are, clearly the implication is that you are a blank slate, but does that necessarily mean that the new personality, I guess... Like, do do you person... Personify? Well, do you develop a new personality? Is, Is it... Do you have, like, an inherent personality or is it shaped by the people around you? Is it just developed by growing? Do you you have a a new personality? Am I suddenly
2: just an entirely different person? Well, I'd be able to answer that question if I knew how personalities (laughs) originated from. Mm -hmm. Intrinsic and also shaped by the people around you. Mm -hmm. So, in a sense, yes. Let's just say that you have 10 points right now of who you are. Yeah personality wise and when it happens you get two points of who you are
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the other eight have to be shaped by your actions or by people that occur because i mean if you're an introvert right right now and you get wiped you're still a little bit of an introvert but you can yeah. turn into an extrovert if that makes sense
0: i don't know i, I guess I would, I would rather forget who i am because I, I would trust the people around me to kind of walk me through and teach me how to be who i am yeah that's the other thing i i I mean that's a little scary in itself because you don't want anybody shaping who you are, but, but at the like, same time, like friends, you know. Yeah, I, I would believe them if I remember who they are, right?
2: But I would probably rather forget who I was as a human, mm-hmm. probably for the same reason that y'all had. Can, can we do one more hypothetical? Yeah, of course. I like this one. Um, if a
0: close friend murdered someone for a good reason, but you couldn't go to the police. How would you
2: dispose of the body, or would you turn them in? I would love to start this off. I have a few things that I do to dispose of the body. Number one, cut off every single finger, uh, finger and toe, but only from the second joint up. Next, remove every single tooth out of the person's mouth. Then take those individual parts, put them in a drum of acid. It as long as it has like pH less than like two, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Uh, then right, wherever we murdered them or wherever we cut up the bodies, put bleach all over it, get rid of the blood, get rid of that, then create an alibi, right? We have to have an alibi for the person. Mm-hmm. Once we have completed all that, we start cutting up the body, right? Actually, you don't, you clean after the alibi. You cut up all the body. You cut it up into 16 individual pieces, put them in, in parcels, <laughs> and then you dispose right, of each Dexter. single, <laughs> what? Dexter. Dexter. Well, it's true. This is how this is what you do in order to, like, cover up a murder. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen How to Get Away with Murder, check it out, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> but you put them into pars- parcel boxes, orange, like some... It d- literally doesn't matter as long as they're wrapped up. Then you dispose of each individual piece into separate different containers that are at least four miles apart. Actually, seven miles apart, just to be safe. Brilliant. And I, mean, you I actually do, think you'd get away with it. What do you do with the liquefied toes mm-hmm. and fingers... Well, let me tell you. Make a smoothie. (laughs) No, you don't make a smoothie. You don't wake up. You go up into the mountains. Feed them to bears. you dispose of it there. That way it's untraceable. Interesting. Would I get away with it?
0: You you tell me. I think (laughs) you would. I think you would. What about you, Dax? Would you do it? Would you turn him in? If I killed someone, would you turn me in?
1: No. Uh, I'd just cremate the body for you and then just forget it all happened.
0: How
2: do you cremate the body? Burn it. In a uh, car? How do you burn it? Fire. Think you the <laughs> No take, shit. Take it into the mountains. Make a fire. In the middle of in the middle of summer when Utah has such high a fire rate. Even better. Yeah, honestly, even better. Like they if you find recover, the body, they can recover that. Yeah, but they find the body. No,
3: and it's not beyond recognition, and they probably won't even think of anything of it, other than try to figure out who it is. Just put some beer dental bottles record,
2: there. Dental records. Dental records. That's they why you with the teeth. teeth. Yeah, remove, remove the teeth. Always have to remove the teeth. Yeah. The fingers are just... The fingertips and toe tips are just a precaution.
3: Okay, but like... Amateur hour. I know. But like, a fire like that would pretty much destroy... Like, they, they'd probably figure out, like, the, the person was murdered in the autopsy, you know? But the like, fire has to be hot.
2: Yeah. So it probably has to be... It would have to be, synthetic, like... Synthetic. Right? <laughs> Those get hotter. I don't know. It's like... <laughs> like, like... Not by... <laughs> not like by wood. That's what I mean. Okay. By like gas. Interesting. Gasol- gasolina. Okay.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> Is that your final answer, Dax? You just screamed. <laughs> yeah. Any any other thoughts on that? So wait, how how was the person killed? Cuz that depends, that that like that determines my answer. So, let's say for the purpose of the question that you get to help decide how the person was killed. Oh, easy. Okay. How do you kill? Him? Shoot him with and what? <clears throat>
2: What kind? You? Of I it, it could have been a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah, or a knife. I don't know how you shoot a knife,
0: but you shoot a knife. Yeah, a ballistic, All right. knife on yeah, ballistic knife on Valentine's Day. Oh, quality. exactly. Exactly. Why not? Exactly. Okay,
3: yeah, no. You shoot them through the neck. The bullet doesn't get lodged in them, and you take the bullet and the casing. You make sure to take the casing. Always take the casing. because that's that's what's going to give you away. So you murder them that way, and then you're good. Wait, what yeah. if someone hears the bullet? <laughs> you, like here's the cr- here's okay, a gun shop here's the gun shop how the fuck are they going to oh, shoot like the bullet? silencer hey, dude.
2: how do you Dom, get a silencer have... okay well first off you can't just go to Walmart and buy a silencer dude, Andrew go to the gun store You can't say go to you the, know a guy you can't go to the gun store and just buy a silencer that's not how it works. I, I like, watched
0: hey. it recently it happened no. they, they said <laughs> what would Dominic have to say about that and then they got the suppressor oh my god! it was amazing dang
3: that sounds legit so if I, you're Dominic. telling me you're telling me if I go to a gun store I'm like I want to talk to
2: Dominic dude everybody, knows, time Dominic. Me everybody buy, knows Dominic you can also buy everybody you can also buy RPGs <laughs> dude, through Dominic
1: who's Dominic
0: you're,
2: you, <laughs> you, tell you don't me know who Dominic, Dominic is <sighs> get out oh, oh, you're, you're done, done.
1: God. you're done oh my god Fire. dude that's so inside the box <laughs> that's so yeah, good that's so inside okay. the box
0: so is it my turn yeah Andrew we're gonna take it I'm not even done okay sorry take
3: them out to the middle of the wilderness in the middle of the night Shoot them through the neck. That way you make sure that you can retrieve the bullet. Cause that's that's the other problem, is that's how you ca- that catch you. They find the bullet, search it for fingerprints and DNA. Right? Why don't you just wear gloves? No, that's 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 part of it too. That's the next part I was gonna go, going to get to. Like bef- like literally you make sure you never touch the glove, I mean sorry, the gun or the bullet with your bare hands, right? You're always wearing gloves. Or something. And then you break the gun up into uh, different pieces and you spread it out across basically the state so you'll like put one piece in like one dump- dumpster in the middle of like West Valley or some shit like that you know and then another piece somewhere else and you do that because that way even if they somehow like say like somehow you forget the casing or something like that they still won't be able to trace it back to the gun that it came from because the gun is now in pieces all over the place mm-hmm.
2: also get rid of the serial number on the gun itself exactly. it would be
0: so easy Interesting. it would be so easy
2: Okay, how about you, Andrew?
0: I'm going to take this one a little outside the box. Oh, shit. I I think what you should do is consult with your friend first. Let's research active serial killers right now. Oh,
3: shit. Oh.
0: Oh. And it it could be even, like, a dormant serial killer who just hasn't been captured or arrested yet. And you fabricate, like, essentially frame the serial killer. And so, like, say you take, like, I, I don't know exactly, like, the MO of the, uh... Uh, the, the Zodiac killer, but you, you essentially just fabricate or uh, make make the murder seem identical to what a Zodiac killer or serial killer at large murder would look like. At that point, they're going to attribute it to the serial killer, unlikely to your friend, but you have to be perfect. That's, that's the hard part. Otherwise, it looks like a copycat. Well, maybe hard to be perfect for you. But. Oh, oh, that would be an interesting way to do it. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a it's, good, it's not foolproof, but that's good. a that's a good strat. I think. Yeah, I think that's a really good strategy in order to not get caught. So now we are getting into the good stuff. We are about to enter the conspiracy zone. Um, in this segment, we talk about conspiracies that are typically out of the ordinary. We debate the validity of the conspiracy and see if it could potentially be true. Uh, hold on to your pants because this week, week, this week, we are going to talk about how Saddam Hussein had a. Stargate. Love this theory. Uh, And just, uh, again, by no means do we mean to offend anybody with this segment. It's just for fun. It's just interesting looking at these subjects through the extraordinary perspective. So, Saddam Hussein had a Stargate. First off, uh, does somebody want to explain exactly what the theory is?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll explain it. So, this conspiracy has a really, really unique and interesting perspective on... I mean, on one of the biggest national tragedies of American history, at least of American modern history. Uh, so to begin, we're going to start with what a Stargate is. It's, mo- it's most commonly referred to as an Einstein-Rosen bridge, where it uses wormholes in order to travel interdimensionally, using Einstein's basic theory of relativity and thought that space is like a blanket. Basically, you can fold and manipulate a blanket, right? And if you, you can cut a hole through one side of the blanket and end up on the other side. This intergalactic travel was popularized by multiple films. I even think it was pop- popularized by a specific TV show. So the journey of Hus- uh, of Hussein Stargate starts about eight thousand uh, sorry three thousand eight hundred years before the birth of Christ. Dude, he's that old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah is that old. No way. <laughs> <laughs> With this planet called Nibiru. Nibiru. Thank you, Spencer. The Anunnaki. The Anunnaki. So basically, the whole like ideology is that there was there's this planet that exists as part of our solar system but its elliptical orbit falls outside of it. Basically what happens is that every few hundreds or even tens of thousands of years the planet eventually gets close enough to earth that there can be like interplanetary travel. Well, about 3800 years before the birth of Christ or you know the the presumed birth of Christ this planet was really close to the to the earth. And there is some kind of like basis for the, the for this planet or planet X being Actually, in the solar system, because there's some discrepancies between the orbits of Uranus and Neptune, uh, which could possibly explain that. But I mean, if you really like, if you crunch the numbers and look at simulation models, it actually makes sense. Anyway, what ha- basically happened was that there was these these aliens that managed to make their way into, or I mean, onto Earth, specifically onto the human civilization. Called the Sumerians. This this ancient civilization was actually really really technologically advanced for the time. They wrote on papyrus. They had the Code of Hammurabi. Basically, they ex- exponentially grew overnight, where they had so much technology that it rivaled almost every other nation or every other civilization on the planet. Well, like Spencer said, the Anuaki alien race gave them the, gave the Sumerians this technology, and they also gave them a stargate in order to interdimensionally travel with the. The, with this alien race and you can there's like some kind of basis for this with uh, specific pictorial references within their uh, writing and also within some of the the monuments that they created there was this archaeologist called Ernst Hezeral uh, who was looking for stuff in who well, was looking for archaeological stuff in Ziggurat which is about southeast of Baghdad basically it comes down to that he started to find some really interesting stuff and that could have potentially been, like, what we consider as the the einstein bozeman Stargate, what occurred was the CIA started to get wind of this archaeological dig. And so when 9-11 happened, the CIA and FBI and basically every, like, um, organization within the United States used 9-11 and the potential of WMDs to attack the region in order to obtain a Stargate. And really, the WMDs uh, that Bush was talking about was really the whole ideology of the Stargate that Saddam Hussein had. Also, during that time, they, there was a lot of alien sightings around Baghdad uh, and also within the region overall. Uh, and eventually, once the war was like reaching a tipping point, they, the CIA was finally able to recover the Stargate and move it out of Saddam Hussein's grips. So there was this quote, from Dr. Michael Sala. He is considered a exopolitic, which basically means <laughs> that he is a politician of the alien variety. Whoa. And he says, and I quote, "The Bush administration recognized that Hassan uh, Hussein had some very very valuable relevant information concerning the ancient history of the planets, either technology or texts basically confirming this, and he was going to release it to the general public." I think that the part of the reason why the Bush administration went to Iraq to stop Hussein from revealing this information, and to also get control themselves. Another like core belief of this conspiracy is that the Syrian civil war is also spawned off over the Stargate. Uh, also, that during World War II,
3: there was fighting between the Germans and the British in the Middle East, uh, directly over trying to take control of that Stargate. Dude, I buy you buy it, yeah. Oh, yeah? Why would you not? This is just—that's yeah, rock sort of airtight. We, we air haven't even gotten into uh, conspiracy yet, like this yeah. is just basic history. Yeah, get the oh yeah. So the conspiracy—the so conspiracy is, is actually about whether or not Bush did nine eleven. Uh, <laughs> Plot twist! Plot
0: twist! <laughs> so y'all thought we were talking about aliens. So what do you think? I can't argue with history, man. You Can't argue with history. No, this is uh, this is definitely airtight airtight yeah how about you Dax what do you think
1: honestly that's too far fetched too far fetched I, I don't I don't see it
0: Dax is our resident skeptic <laughs> apparently jeez gotta go against the status what quo a, what a history down I
1: don't know it, it's just it seems like so far out there mm-hmm. but then there's our also incidents like what was that big plane that like disappeared
2: Malaysia. Yes. Malaysia oh, yeah. Malaysia
0: flight MH370? Where, where was, you... it MH370? Cause was it MH370? Because there was the that. other one that also like disappeared with <laughs> okay, it. like, Good man, point. Malaysia, you got to get your I shit together. I think it was MH370.
2: Okay.
1: I think that's just something you got to think of, though, too, because it is possible, but because there are a lot of unexplanatory incidents that happen like that, um, like people going missing, and, I mean, there's no explanation for the plane one.
3: What if
2: the plane... Flew through the Stargate, and now it's on Nibiru.
3: Exactly. Or what if Saddam Hussein stole a plane, took it? Get... <laughs> like that one's a little.
0: <laughs> so, so you, you, talk, <laughs> you yeah. know, he, secret he's... planet, Stargate. Saddam Hussein was planning mm-hmm. on starting like an alien invasion, right?
2: What's the impact?
0: It's the ultimate act of terror. It essentially, disrupts civilian life, instills fear in civilians. Right? Aliens exist, and they have the capability of getting to planet Earth. <laughs> Shows aliens as like malignant, not malignant, malicious, (laughs) go over our resources and kill us. I I, I think that is the ultimate act of terror, right? But they aren't necessarily like... So you're saying there could be the potential that they kill us.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like Mm -hmm. like they literally like created humans as a slave. I think
2: I agree with you that it would be the ultimate act of terror. Yeah. I think people would be too shook. Well, actually, why didn't... Okay, so the reason why they didn't take advantage of the Stargate is because they didn't know. (laughs) Gotta <laughs> how do you sacrifice it you feed the margarita Dude, to the chihuahua uh, yeah, and then... feed the margarita
3: to the chihuahua get it drunk <laughs> like,
0: now this is getting a little too far okay, fetch. Wait. <laughs> which will be is, which is gotta plug in. in episode four, four.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, the united states controls it or something <clears throat> and that's why we pulled out so i do have some <laughs> counter examples to uh first off the there was this person and he basically set up this theory they never re- like never really talk about alien technology or aliens at all specifically. They really don't necessarily technology or anything like that.
3: And really, like all they say in the mythology is that like. But I mean, like that's a pretty common theme among all religions, really. Exactly.
2: But I mean, hypothetically, an alien, te- uh, alien race or deficits, or at least have some sort of signal or effect on the Earth's side, ma- magnetic or any kind of waves Bermuda on the
0: Earth. Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> a triangle. Oh, I like that theory. So that is, does that exist? Now I'm fully convinced that Flight 370 from L- and what
2: about Amelia Earhart she disappeared too. Dude, Stargate. I'm pretty sure they found Amelia Earhart's body. Didn't they recover her plane? JFK, Stargate. <laughs> yeah, he teleported right as he
3: got shot. Abr- DB Cooper, the dude who like stole a bunch of money off of a plane. Definitely Stargate. Uh, I think that everything is Stargates, just all the way it down. Was, it that's was, just a cover up. Everything is a
0: Stargate, all the way down. Let me ask this hypothetical question: Do you think we survive it? Do, we, <laughs> do you think we have the technology if we were all pretty like a human alliance? Okay, so we would survive thing. it.
1: We we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. Well, yeah. We, we wouldn't
2: know that we got invaded.
1: No, we wouldn't know how their technology compares to ours.
2: I don't think we survive. You
3: don't think
1: so?
2: Here's I don't the thing, think though. Here,
3: here's, let me put you, pitch you something. Okay, so it is generally accepted that like the technology that the government or you know like R and D departments all over the world you know have is about 10 to 15 years ahead of what is publicly available Mm -hmm. so like think about like what could we potentially have right because like we're having laser weapons enter field service yeah Yeah, military service this year right yeah like 10 years ago that would have been unimaginable but really in real reality like that's that technology's been viable for years now it's just now that we feel comfortable testing it in a live
2: scenario so here's my here's my thing so there's this so thing goes called for like rail guns. There's this thing called the Kardashev scale, which talks about which talks about different types of civilizations. Oh, and, right. And basically, type so, three, all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, we are a type one civilization. That means that we is relatively that can relatively harm things like nuclear weapons and and stuff like that, or, or the the home planet that they have entirely. That means that they can they can manipulate the weather patterns. They can manipulate um like Oceans and manipulate physical to clearly control like the entire energy of their sun. and type 4 civilization <clears throat> is a civilization that can use up all their energy within their solar system uh, uh, Beyond a type 5 civilization can use their entire galaxy Or an alien race was going to invade us It has to be at least by very definition This civilization would be like a type 3 or type 4 that means that they would be able to completely destroy stuff. Dude,
0: we don't have to
3: survive a war like, because like a Stargate like bypasses all of that, right? Because that's the whole point of a Stargate. It bypasses the laws of physics,
2: normal physics. You know. That's true. That's true. An alien civilization comes; they're probably going to destroy us. Yeah. They could just, boom, we're done. It we're, is more energy is, man. for
3: them. What's our verdict on this conspiracy theory, though, though? like, on a scale of like one to seven, how likely is it? I
2: would honestly give this conspiracy theory one bottle cap. One bottle cap. Yeah. I don't really buy it. I don't think it's very real. If we had the ability to travel interdimensionally, I think that we'd have a lot cooler technology. <laughs> Dax, um,
1: Rainy.
2: one
3: to
0: seven. I give it a two.
1: I don't know, man. I don't think stargates
0: are there. I'll, I'll go with a one. I I'm pretty sure Saddam Hussein wouldn't be the person to like have possession of it at some point. Like who? Me. Let me think of a name.
3: Michael Jackson.
2: Michael. Michael just, that's why he's gone.
3: Definitely. That's uh, where all the celebrities have gone. Like Tupac,
0: he didn't die. Yeah, it's, it's a neverland. Stargate. It's, it's at Neverland. Morgan
2: Freeman. So who would Warren have it, Andrew?
0: I, I could buy Michael Jackson. <laughs> okay. No. I I guess I wouldn't be surprised.
2: <laughs> so what would you rate it, Spencer? Out of one to seven?
0: <sighs> I'm gonna go ahead
3: and uh, I'll give it. A, I'll give it about a. I'll give it a two and a half. Two, and, two, and, two a half? and a half. Just on the basis that I do believe that like Stargates are a physical possibility like the the Einstein-Rosenberg,
2: you know, whatever. Yeah. So we have seven and a half out of seven. So it is confirmed that this exists. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, dude. (laughs) Shook! Okay, so now we're going to move on to the news section of the podcast. In this segment, we talk about international or domestic issues that are recently occurring. This week, we're going to talk about the trans-military issue that Donald Trump recently brought into the news. And to start this, to kick this segment off, it's going to be Andrew. Yeah.
0: So, the uh, military ban on transgender people begins with uh, Donald Trump, our tweeter-in-chief, sending out some uh, some tweets. Uh, this happened on July 26th, so not too long ago. Uh, so, I'll go ahead and read the tweets, and then we can talk about them a little bit. Uh, so, starting off, after consultation with my generals and military experts... Please be advised that the United States government will not accept or allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. Our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs and disruption that transgender in the military would entail. Thank you. Uh, Any initial reactions that we have to this? Why don't we go to Dax and see what his initial reaction is?
1: Oh, I think it's a cover-up. I think... People are so hyped about this whole transgender thing and free country thing that they're having Trump say this. It's taking everybody's minds away from something else that they're doing that they don't want anyone else to
0: see. That the, the, the uh, Trump administration is doing? Yeah. Interesting. You know, I buy it. I honestly 100% agree. Though. I You know, it was happening right around the whole Jeff Sessions issue. Yeah, um,
3: that's true.
0: And also the healthcare.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this could very easily could have been a deflection and very easy one to make. Yeah, easy to distract the American people from what, like, actually matters, like, the healthcare bill, or, uh, uh, I just think that it's utter and complete bullshit, too. Saying that trans people who are in the military are an obscenely... Im- Huge burden that the American people don't want to to spend. I mean, if Donald Trump really wanted to to save the American people money, then he's not going to increase the U.S. defense budget by five five hundred or fifty million dollars that he's doing right now. Their spending would only make up about point zero zero five or point zero one seven percent overall. This is going to be small, like insignificant percentage. Turns out, like
3: it's literally not even a real policy. Like he literally just tweeted it, like policy regarding trans people in the military is going to be the same as it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, as it has been.
1: Why should there even be a policy for anything, like gays or transgender people? It shouldn't matter.
2: Or black people. Yeah. Yeah. That was a policy in the United yeah, States it sure military, was. Yeah. That black people could not serve in the United States military, even mm-hmm. though literally they served during the American Civil War. Yeah. And the American Revolutionary War. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah.
0: I mean, like <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, if someone's willing to pick up a gun, and go fight in a war. Like, one, you're braver than I am. I, I, I'm not, like, one that would be, like, supportive of, of many wars that the United States would get into. But, I mean, if, if you're willing to do it, good good for you. Not to mention that, like, there's so much... Like, when he says military,
3: like, obviously mm-hmm. like, he doesn't specify what he means. But, like, yeah. the, for example, like, the Coast Guard is technically a part of
0: the armed forces, mm-hmm. right? Like... I, I wrote down like, a ton of different arguments against it. This issue creates a lot of different problems uh, that I have a lot of arguments about. Uh, I think it's inherently problematic. Like, a, a military ban on a certain group of people is such a that in a controversial policy that getting it out in 140 characters, or in this case, he did it in multiple tweets, so more than 140 characters. But, I mean, you're going to leave so much room for speculation and scrutiny that you're just not going to be able to, like, get your full statement out. So one, you shouldn't be tweeting policy, it should be done through the proper channels. Two, it's become clear now that the Joint Chiefs of Staff didn't even get word of it before he tweeted it out. So we don't know how this policy came about. He says that he talked to his closest military experts and generals. My question is, what time did he tweet this
2: out? Uh, this was it was, around his golden hour of 4am? It, it says <laughs> 8.55am. I don't
0: know if this was from somebody who was in like a different time zone, though. I don't know how that shows up on Twitter.
2: But, um... I assume that it's Eastern Standard Time because that's where he's physically mm-hmm. located. Okay,
0: actually, it was it was started at six fifty five a.m. Classic. Yeah, general rule of thumb: if he tweets it before nine a.m., it's bad. <laughs> um, if he tweets it at all, it's bad. Usually, <laughs> I mean, he's got some decent tweets, but the
3: only the only good one recently is Kafeef.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that one's that one's a good one. Yeah, so I, I think in addition to that, the president has a burden of proof of explaining like why this policy became about. He talks about the costs that that medical personnel or that that. Uh, of medical treatment for transgender individuals would entail. I think what he means is like gender reassignment surgery, which I don't even know that the military covers it right now.
3: It, they do because uh-huh. it's. Uh, it was.
0: Oh God, when was that policy change? It was. It was changed a couple years ago to be yeah. included as like a medically necessary. Defined as like mm-hmm. a medically necessary surgery. Yeah, I mean Eric already t- talked about some of the some. the uh, the statistics behind like the costs that that Trump talks about, but also it. I mean, it came out recently that the military spends a tremendous amount of money on erectile dysfunction
2: pills for military members, which is just absurd in itself. I think that even when it comes down to it, a lot of trans people aren't going to necessarily want gender reassignment surgery. I mean, there's some, like, I mean, full blown gender mm-hmm. reassignment surgery. Sure. I think that the Trump administration is just blowing the whole situation out of yeah. proportion. I guess what, what Trump
0: doesn't realize is that transgender people have been serving in the military and other militaries
2: for forever. I mean what stops Wait, what stops like me from mm-hmm. signing up for the military? Yeah. And what if I personally view myself as a female? Yeah. I am in a sense trans transgendered. Am I not allowed to serve in the military? I look, I act like a male, but intrinsically I think I'm a female and there could be dozens upon hundreds of thousands of active service men, women mm-hmm. who think the same way that, you know, this hypothetical scenario could be yeah. don't openly, and,
3: openly identify as trans. And they then it,
2: it leads back to the whole thing. Like don't ask, don't tell when like gay people would sign up for the military, but no, 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 don't talk about mm-hmm. it because you're not allowed to serve in the military. Well, I mean, the real question
0: is why does being trans impede your ability to carry out the, the responsibilities and duties of being in the military? I don't think it does. I, there, there's nothing that will tell me about being transgender that, that would impede your ability to do that.
1: I don't know. Everyone's human. There you go. I, I don't get it. It's just... I think if you're going to fight for your country, that's enough for me.
0: Yeah. Because... Yeah, exactly.
1: That doesn't matter that they want to be what they want. to be. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. It's just... Just bullshit. I mean, Trump... I swear, it's a cover-up. They're doing something else right now. They're not are trying to get our minds off of it. They did that with the whole gay parades and everything like that. They make a, made a big deal over that. Because there was mm-hmm. probably something else going on.
0: Well, I mean, look, Trump has a lot to try to deflect from. He's Every single day, there's something new about the Russia investigation. You know, the, he has the incentive to create some sort of diversion.
2: So yeah, I totally agree that, with that. That's,
0: I, I, I totally agree with Dax. It very well could be.
2: So here's here's a different perspective that I got from... Someone who is currently active, active in the service. Oh, is it Steven? Yeah, Steven. Nice. So, one of my friends is currently attending a military academy in New York, and he is very, he's asked a lot of people what they think about the whole transgender military. He said specifically that most people within the military do care that transgender individuals are serving in the military and that they don't like them. They don't like them either because they're extremely, extremely liberal, usually. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, the, the military is, like, a pretty, like... It's pretty machismo. conservative machismo area. Exactly, Spencer. Uh, they think that trans people shouldn't uh, serve in the military. They physically aren't able to serve in the military because they are weaker mentally or physically because well, like, their bodies are, like, are that's, transitioning. That is that is in the Army specifically, which, uh, yes. I know, at least in the Air Force, I know, like, the Air Force is a lot more Openly supportive. Yeah, my friend is specifically within the army, the army section. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that a lot of people at the academy that he is in, that people don't care if someone is gay, but they de- they definitely do care if someone's transitioning, hmm. uh, and it makes them feel uncomfortable uh, for a variety of reasons. Well, I guess I, I shouldn't say that they don't care that someone's you know uh, of a different sexual orientation, but they definitely aren't a hundred percent approval of it. Yeah. What it came down to is I, I asked the question, I'm like, okay, Steven, what if, you know, what if like this whole thing that I talked about, like, what, what if I'm transitioning for, like in my head, like I'm a woman in my head. And he said, it doesn't matter because you shut up about it and you don't talk about it. Right. And then I'm like, okay, well then how about this whole don't ask, don't tell thing. He's like, he's like, Eric, it comes down to what the military society or what the military environment is all about. And he said, I personally don't care, but I know that a lot of people who are in my battalion would not feel comfortable, would not want someone who's transgender in there. And then he said, look, in about 10, 15 years down the line, no one will give a fuck. It'll just be like how people of different sexual orientations are within the military now. And I told him, like, Stephen, that's kind of shitty, right? Because there's these trans people who really want to be a part and they want us to save and help their country and he said you know if i could change it i would but fundamentally it's the other people and it's something that just has to be shoved down their throat and they'll get over it hmm. and i also talked to his dad about it and his dad is very conservative very machismo kind of guy and he said that he he doesn't really care that much about trans people all that he cares about is how much time is taken up out of his day to day because they have to go through new policy orientations about, you know, dealing with trans people within the workplace using specific pronouns. And I think that's where a lot of military leaders could get upset because you're, you're, you're a government governmental agency who's never seen wartime, who's never, who's a civilian. There are civilians who are going into your workplace and they're telling you, Hey, You need to stop saying guy. You need to stop saying girl. You need to say person. You need to say service people. You Mm -hmm. need to say uh, recruit and cadet. And you cannot use gendered language anymore. You know what a a military person is going to say? Fuck you. Go run some laps. Yeah. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. That's actually really interesting. On the radio show I work for,
0: we got a lot of voicemails um, and comments from people that were in the military that essentially they would argue that so long as you're able to shoot and you shoot well like who cares who you are yeah, I was gonna say, that's like, like
3: that's the, that's the other one that i've heard is like like from like the from the less like hardcore mm-hmm. conservative yeah from in the military is that like they literally they they couldn't care less like who you are in terms of like you know like gender mm-hmm. orientation sexual orientation yeah. as long as you do your job and do it well
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's, mm-hmm. go for it yeah exactly right? Um, I know, and that's really, really what my friend is. My friend is all about. He's like, I don't, I really, honestly don't care who yeah. they are as a human being, as long as they can keep up with me and they can meet their minimum requirements and they can shoot a gun.
3: Yeah. And see, that's 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 the yeah, like mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Like, I li-
0: like, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty fucking liberal. Yeah. yeah. So it's like... <laughs> Basically. <laughs> thanks, Spencer, for uh, the reality check. Any final thoughts about that before we move on to one more piece of news? I don't know. It's just still a bunch of bullshit, and I don't think he should be tweeting still.
2: Yeah. You think that he should have his Twitter
0: account removed? Yeah. Stay off Twitter. That's Dax's hashtag. Then, I guess the last piece of news that we can talk about. I guess it's two different things, but essentially the same thing. We recorded the last podcast last Thursday or so. Um, Friday happened during the day. A White House chief of staff was um, removed from office. Essentially, and um, replaced by General John F. Kelly. Uh, the previous uh, chief of staff was Reince Priebus. Um, and so this comes on the heels of the Sean Spicer resignation. And today, Anthony Scaramucci has only been in office for like 10 days, resigned, was more like forcibly resigned, um, and uh, as the White House communications director. Uh, so I, I think we should consult Dax's political expert opinion on this. Any thoughts on why they might leave? Why? What, what's going on in the White House, Dax? Oh what What are you hearing from there?
1: There's just nothing good going on. No one's having like a good time. It yeah. sounds like it, we're all. It's just a shit show. It seems like we're sure all unorganized is. and we're not like the best country in the world anymore because of all this bullshit that's happening. Yeah it's not fair for anyone else and Hmm. we shouldn't be lied to and being turned around every time and people leaving. It's just... uh...
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the White House looks like it's becoming a revolving door of people coming in and out, you know, having a job for a few days and getting ousted when they screw up or something
2: happens when Trump doesn't like him anymore. I just think that the White House image at this point is going to be I mean at this point it's almost completely and utterly decimated and yeah. I think if people keep tur- if the turnover rate is extremely high the highest that I've mm-hmm. literally ever seen I mean this is coming from someone who doesn't know very much about uh much about how often people are turned over in in the white house yeah. but the status quo from other countries is that people stay for a a, a long time and it just the high turnover rate is absolutely decimating sure. the White House's image. Sure. And eventually the White House's credibility will almost become zero. And at this point, I honestly think that it's terminal, It's terminalizing towards it, that we are in mm-hmm. the last 20% of the White House's image and other countries are going to usurp us as the global hegemon, at least politically, maybe not militaristically or economically, but countries are going to usurp us politically.
0: I hope that doesn't happen.
2: I hope we can we can fix things. Um,
0: but I hope we can be optimistic about it at least. Uh, Optimism is dead. <laughs> yeah. You laugh, but it's true. No. <laughs> I, I
2: lean towards that way too. Unfortunately. Um. I also think that Donald Trump is a very president. Is a very president. Thank you. Yes. I think that Donald Trump is a very difficult president to work under yeah. and to work with especially because it becomes like a revolve, like you said, a revolving door mm-hmm. or a fire that just keeps fueling itself. You're right. All right. Well,
0: remember that uh, if you like us, feel free to drop a favorite like or whatever you need to, uh, to show your appreciation. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, we're on iTunes now, um, which is pretty sweet. Um, yeah. And of course, if you want us to talk about a specific conspiracy or domestic or international issue, Feel free to comment us, uh, telling us what you want us to talk about. Maybe next week we can do uh, something not Trump-related. Um,
2: yeah. Our um, inspiration from this week came from a person named John Wilde. So thanks for that Wild thing, a uh, thing that you uh, had us researching about the topic. Um, and special shout-out to Brian Taylor, who gave some extra insight about the Mandela Effect relations and how it related to the European Organization of Nuclear Research uh, known as CERN and first video on YouTube also you can comment on the general podcast telling us how awesomely caused me to lose sleep at night don't forget to subscribe so you stay up to date on Apple's podcast at outside the box box. (laughs) Uh, and do y'all want to plug your social medias? Um, you can follow my Finsta, Thoughtimus Prime some
0: zeros and ones in there you can go ahead and look me up on Twitter uh thought cheetos
3: t h o t i'll be t- setting up a twitter account later tonight i haven't decided on
2: like the name and stuff and see you next week
1: stay outside